Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. This is the last installment for a while. You're going to start Catholic with that? Stuff You Should Know. I think we have to. Dun, 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 That's the Downton Abbey theme. It's like a certain character dying in the last episode. Silent! Sorry. Okay. Keep your fork tongue behind your teeth. Well, unfortunately, this is. We have been uh, inundated and overwhelmed by the pastoral demands and the last six months of seminary preparations. And so we yes. got we got to take a six-month break. Little Shabbat. A little Shabbat. And so we're sorry to do this, uh, but this will be our final one. And we're going to publish this on Christmas Day. Really? Yep. You're gonna you're gonna make everyone sad on Christmas. Sorry, maybe we should actually. If you're listening to the, the podcast Saint, on Christmas, I'm sorry. Feast of Saint Stephen, maybe the day after. No, we'll do it on Christmas Day. This is our final one. It's been three full years. Mm-hmm. J10 initiative. That's right. Started in no, January of 2010 with Father Mike Rapp, who was at the time Deacon Mike Rapp, and well, I. No, was that's just... four years then, right? It is January 2010. It is four years. My my goodness. Right. No. Right? Right? <laughs> no, that's not right. That's 2010 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 13. Oh, yeah, three years. Sorry. It's okay. It's going to be 14. Whatever. <laughs> we're stupid. Anyways. Because we're sad. We're sad. But uh, I, I apologize to everyone. I, I, If I was a greater man, I could do a little bit more on my thesis during breaks. But um, given everything that we have to do, um, and being in Fort Collins and everything, I could come up with a, a huge sum of excuses for you, but um, we're just trimming your appetite. Trimming the appetite. Coming Sorry. back fle- uh, fresh with two fathers. Fresh, uh, fresh, jiggy fresh. And we're going to be back. But for now, it's got to be a little break. That's right. So with that in mind, we have multiple podcast shout outs. You're going to do have- those now? Gosh, are we going to do the whole podcast backwards like Sergeant <laughs> Pepper's Lonely Heart Cult Band or something? Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Is that what they say? I don't know. No. Um, I just want to intersperse them, okay? I never get any shout outs. Well, I you want to take the first the email. one? You never check the email. This Can is I- like true confessions. Taxi cab confessions. It's all coming out. The reason the podcast failed is because Nathan doesn't return your emails. This is not whiskey. It's a Chick-fil-A uh, Arnold Palmer. We do plan to continue uh, hearing emails, and we even have a new website that's coming out that looks spectacular that Nathan has been slaving away on. Oh, wait. He couldn't, he couldn't even do a one-paragraph bio, which John Minto had to write for him. Really? Yeah, because you're lazy. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, I don't care. Nathan doesn't uh, do emails. so I don't like email. So I will him. happily do a, I'm gonna give, a voicemail. I'm going to give his cell phone number out so you guys can just call him and ask all of your Catholic stuff questions here. No, we'll do that at the end. First, shout out, Nathan. Your friend, Deb Holiday. Yes, hello, Deb. <laughs> hello, Deb. That's she, the first one. She, uh, she sent me a text message, which I was really happy about. Um, the day that the uh, seminarian uh, poster came out, Oh, yeah. Um, in the seminary and poster, I'm wearing my most extreme hipster glasses. Um, and it looks like I have some lesion on my face. <laughs> it does. Um, but uh, uh, she, like, texted me a picture of it because she saw it in her parish, and it just said, what the heck is that, you know? She's wonderful. She's a uh, one of our cat, um, biblical school teachers. <laughs> what? Just drink your uh, bourbon. I think I'm out. The uh, She is great. She teaches here at uh, Queen of Peace. On Thursdays. She's awesome. Oh, That's okay. one. 
Second number one. Number Second. two. Number two. Focus accounting department, the <laughs> entire department. I know. They're great. Who's all we there? We love them. What? Do I know those I, people? No, yeah, I don't think you know any of them. I so think I know Brenda, one of them. Brenda Canella. Wait, you know Brenda Canella? Yeah, are you joking? I don't know. Yeah, Brenda. of course. You're so funny. <laughs> Brenda Canella. So then Canella I said to her, don't worry about it. It's a $2 million funeral. <laughs> you're going to miss that. That's Brian Larson's months. joke. I know. Okay. okay. So we'll start the podcast and do the rest at the end. How okay. Does that sound good? I, you can tell it's my topic because Nathan's already, his eyes are rolling back in his head. I just sat through 40 minutes of the apostolic pardon. Hey, guess what? The original order was different 50 years ago. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Whatever. I guess there's some things you can't learn out of Barthazar's <laughs> corpus. <laughs> I think you said that like three weeks ago on a podcast. Well, the last book that I'm holding is a rather large book, which I have to confess I have not read the entire thing. But I do like one section in particular, which I want to talk about if you today. have read the whole thing. If you've read The City of God by St. Augustine, props to you. Nathan's. Throw your hands in the air because <laughs> you're a theological don't. player. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, the famous line from Book 14, Chapter 28. Do you know the line? No. Two cities were created by two loves. The earthly city was created by self-love, reaching the point of contempt for God. And the heavenly city, by the love of God, carried as far as contempt for self. Is this recording? Yeah, it's recording. You looked over there at the uh, computer there. So the You're two cities... so vain. <laughs> the two cities rooted in the two loves. I think that uh, bourbon's starting to, starting to kick in. <laughs> Wake up. Come on. That are the Chick-fil-A nuggets are starting to take their <laughs> lethargic effect. He's going into food coma. Come back. Come back. No. Okay. Two cities from two loves. What were the two loves? The two loves. Self-love, love of God. Think about this. This is beautiful. Augustine is writing this in the 4th century. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. I have to look to the left here. Augustine is writing this in the 4th century. The Roman Empire is being destroyed. Right, the barbarians are coming mm -hmm. in to destroy northern Africa, and he writes this, right? Two loves created two cities. The earthly city was created by self-love, reaching the point of contempt for God. The earthly city is the love of God to the contempt of self. Okay. Goble? <laughs> pause it. Pause it Why right pause now. It? I don't need to pause it. you're going to get a lecture. Pause it. I'm not going to get a lecture. Yes. No, no. You're gonna get it's one not going to happen. You're either going to get it. This is, like, this is like when your dad said he was going to spank you and then you would hide the board. Pause the podcast. I don't need to pause right it. Right now. I will get Dang it. Okay. Folks, pause we'll be it. back right after this message from our sponsor. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the podcast. Deacon Nathan received his uh, horse whipping. Yes, I am and, chastened. Uh, we're going to try and continue with our topic. A lot of emotions, obviously. Very giddy. I don't even know what I was laughing about. but Well, you were hiding your face behind the pop guard because you were giggling like a okay. schoolboy. I'm better. What so were we talking about? We were talking about the City of God by St. Augustine. Go on. Would you like to discuss it more? Sure. Great. The point is this. Yeah. We have two options in life, love of self or love of God. And Augustine says they paint two cities. If you love yourself, you automatically have contempt for God. If you love God, you grow into contempt for self. That's the basis. That's it. It's black or white. It's the two cities. And Augustine says many people who look like they're in the city of God are actually in the city of man, and many who look like they're in the city of man are actually in the city of God. 
So just because you're Catholic, just because you're in the church, just because you receive the sacraments, even if you're faithful and praying, if you're filled with love of self, you are living in the city of man. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think that, right? People are mostly ashamed of sins of lust, gluttony, and wrath. As long as you don't eat or drink too much, and as long as you don't um, get angry, you're holy. But the problem is love of self. The problem is pride. That's the center of everything. That's the problem. That's what has to be rooted and killed in us. So the question is, how do we grow in love of God? And this is the answer. This is the answer from the very beginning. Community. You got to have community. Yeah, it's a city. If you don't have the city, if you don't have the people, what's going to happen? You're going to end up being a person who turns self-absorbed. We're automatically conditioned to live in the city of man. But if we turn likewise into the other and we experience what Kami Saska calls the sacrament of the other, Giosani refers to that as well, the other person who looks like an obstacle, right? I read this quote to Deacon Nathan from our friend Massimo Kami Saska recently. If I do not experience my brother as an obstacle, we cannot love him. I have to see the other as an obstacle. You are a problem for me, Nathan. You're my friend, but you're an obstacle to my self-love. I can't just do what I want, have my perfect Mm. little podcast because you're giggling over there or doing whatever you're doing. I have to have the other person. I've been reading Dostoevsky lately, and he speaks about this as well. He's this great line from the Elder Zosima. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Have you read Brothers K? No. I've only read like 60 pages, so don't be too impressed. But he says... The Elder Zosimo, who's kind of the wisdom character, is talking about how the... He's talking about somebody he's met, and the man says to him, I amaze myself. The more that I grow to love mankind in general, the less that I'm able to love individual men, men in the particular. Mm. We idealize the faith. Holiness becomes something that is abstracted from humanity, from the city, but it, in fact, is impossible to accomplish without the city. The Pharisees were men who lived in a community and who were focused on holiness, but they were the enemies of Christ. And I think what we have to recover is real intimate friendships. If we're not vulnerable with each other, if we're not really struggling to love each other, if we don't see the other as an obstacle, if your wife, your husband, your children are not an obstacle to you, then I would say this is a problem because you're not living a real life. The reason it feels like an obstacle is because if I can't love my pastor, Father Felix, the fiery Spaniard today, but I say I love the church, I love humanity, I love the priesthood, I'm a man of fraternity, that's a lie. I have to love the guys I live with right now, Mm -hmm. today, in the midst of their mess, their sins, whatever emails, whatever it might be, today, it has to be that. It's the only option. But we abstract it. We love the universal because we, in fact, love ourselves, right? And we become arrogant and we become self-centered. The whole access point to the city of God, which is the heavenly Jerusalem, is to learn to forget ourselves. We have to die to self. Everything comes back to that. That's the whole struggle of holiness. But if we're trying to do it on our own, it's impossible. What's the proper contempt of self? Because you said that as we grow in love of God, we grow in contempt of self. And self-love can be um, either a really bad thing or something that's necessary, you know. Um, so how do we how do we have the proper contempt of self, and what is it that we contempt about ourselves? Well, I think the contempt of self is sin, right? 
it's the sin it's the the original sin that has corrupted and deprived our nature we don't hate the nature god has willed mm-hmm. me into good he says this is very good right this person even if we feel like you know a piece of crap we are good in ourselves right but the fact that we are sinful men is what has to be contempt has to be held in contempt because contempt itself is not a good thing. We should not have contempt of ourselves. One of the other things the Elder Zosima says, he says, above all, avoid lies. All lies, but especially lying to yourself. And avoid holding men in contempt. And hold, and avoid yourself held in contempt. And I think that's what most people do, right? We have to have an authentic love of God that leads to a disdain for the sin of our life, for the weakness and the failure of our life. But it has to be rooted in the love of God. Mm-hmm. We can't go backwards. We can't hate ourselves so that we love God. That doesn't that doesn't seem to work. You know what I mean? It all breaks down. Yeah, we we have a text that we've gone back to multiple times, but I have called you friends by um, Mother Mary Francis. Um, and in that, she talks about how, um, similar to what um, Kami Saskia is talking about, the sacrament of the other, um, but she's saying that uh, people are not problems to be solved. Um, and if you spend enough time focusing on a single person, um, you know, that you're going to eventually figure them out and, you know, decode it and, you know, they're going to whatever. But but rather, like, people are mysteries to be loved, uh, to be reverenced. Um, there can't be enough psychology or, you know, underlying motives that we can, you know, decode about a person where all of a sudden we we know we've we've programmed them or or pre-programmed them in such a way that they're going to act the way we want to act. Human freedom allows for tremendous acts of of beauty and of generosity and it allows for uh, you know, horribly horribly tremendous acts of of um, of sin. That's 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 why our free will is so essential. Um, so um, that that is a hard thing, you know. Um, living in community, living in your families, um, living in my family. Um, there's always times that I wish I could understand why people act the way they do, or why people you know do things the way they do. I'd like to know why I act the way that I do, um, and some of that I've. I've come to understand about myself over the years and some of it it's the it's the day-to-day walking with the Lord and and realizing I didn't know this about myself and I didn't know this about that other person. So I, I think that's a great that's a great gift that we have in living with other people. But I think the key is that the Lord wants to give us self-knowledge through relationship. He doesn't want to just put you in an adoration chapel and just zap you with mm-hmm. bam. But he wants you to, sh- to see the selfishness, the pride, the arrogance, the weakness, the gossip, whatever it might be, all of that coming out of the relationship because I acted in an arrogant way. I again put myself before the other again. And the other was an obstacle against my happiness. And I hear this all the time in my own life, in the life of my brothers, but also in, in the confessional. The hardest thing in life is that you can't change people. You can't fix them. You can't show them what is wrong with them. And we keep telling ourselves, if my circumstances changed, right? if I had a new wife, a new family, a new job, a new boss, a new parish, a new pastor, if that changed, then I'd be happy. Right. But the problem is we're not happy because we're not living in the city of God because we're filled with love of self. And we cont- have, hold God in contempt. 
And that's what happens. We hold God in contempt. How dare he not bless my life? How dare he give me this suffering? How dare he not fulfill my desires? How dare he not use my giftedness? This is what we say. And this is the tragedy of our life. This is the tragedy of my life, mm-hmm. right? You know this. You know this. This is not something I'm preaching from on high. This is something that's coming out of my own conviction. But if it wasn't for fraternity, yesterday I met with the same group of guys we meet every two weeks. We review life completely. I have to reveal all my crap. I have to talk about everything. And they do the same thing. And if we don't have that opportunity to love each other in the midst of that and give each other hope, I, I left to myself, I will become so self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. It'll be all about me. And I'll have a nice, clean, organized room. I'll have a nice, clean, empty inbox of emails. And I will be in the city of man. And I will be miserable. That's the problem. That's what we got to free ourselves from. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Bueno. Yeah, the messiness, the messiness of human relations um, is the human condition. Um, and, uh, you know, this desire for, for perfect harmony um, is sometimes um, an unvoiced wish, a, a bad wish, that we would want uniformity. Um, and that I would want to change other persons to become more like myself or the way in which is more, um, you know, comparable to the way in which I would, I'd be happy, you know? Um, so, uh, that's, that's really hard, um, in, in friendship, in common life. Um, and sometimes we fail and I fail miserably at this. Um, and I do wish that my situations would change. And yet at the same time, um, the people that I would want to change uh, and the things that I would want to change about myself are also some of the things that produce the most beauty um, and and authenticity. Um, so, you know, it's a dance, you know. Sometimes you step on each other's feet. Do you keep on dancing or do you just say, you know, I'm out. No. No more got... cha-cha slide. <laughs> no, no, no more Charlie Brown. Sometimes you just got to pod the... Pod... You know, pause the podcast of life and uh, mm-hmm. let the emotions calm down. That's right. And then come back to it. There you go. Just like our six-month break. That's right. There it is. That's right. See? Three more shout-outs. Three more shout-outs, folks. You ready? Shout-out number one. I was in Minnesota uh, for the Bishop Andrew Cousins ordination, which we talked about a couple weeks Congrats. ago. Congrats. And I got an email from some podcast listeners who invited us to dinner. But I wasn't able to go because I was only there for like 36 hours. Oh. The Doobie family? Dobie? D-O-B-I-E. Dobie? Like a, like like, a Harry Potter? That's it. I was thinking Dobie. They have five girls. Dobie master. <laughs> so the shout out goes to the five. Dobie girls. Maura, Eileen, Margaret, Kathleen, and Mary Grace. I'm sorry I didn't get to have dinner Moira. on Monday night. Moira was the love of... Uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard, right? Mora. Right? Off of... Uh, Star Trek? Star Trek. I Next don't know. Is that right? I've never watched Star Trek. I don't know. Okay. So, sorry, girls. Next time we're in Minnesota, we'll have dinner. There you the go. Dobby Family House. The Dobbies. Hester <laughs> doesn't beat Harry. <laughs> Number two. High school students at St. Charles Youth Program in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, darn it. I thought it was Bloomington, Illinois. It might be. I just have Bloomington on here. Well, there's a St. Charles Borromeo Newman Center. Nope, never mind. It's this Robert is Youth Bellarmine. Ministry. I think it's Bloomington, Indiana. Whatever. Sorry. We do care. 
I like uh, another university of I. Oh. U of I. Oh, sorry. But so the high school students. Blessings thank, upon you. Thank you for listening. And then lastly, but not least, our friend Michael Moran told me to give a shout out to Sarah, who's a freshman at Boston or at excuse me at Benedictine College. She's from St. Paul, Minnesota. So Sarah, we don't even know your last name. Greetings. Sarah. Greetings from Deacon Nathan, soon to be Father Nathan. We uh, appreciate everybody listening. That's that. Yep. It has been four years. Thank you. Four years. I was. I said four years. You said no. Three you years. you said three years. You well, can listen to the podcast. Catholic stuff. Podcast. I know. Well, we gotta we gotta have a you know fitting closure. You know. What do we do? I'll tell you a story. All right. I had an ex girlfriend. You know, and uh, <laughs> it's one of these stories. And she uh, and she said we pulled into the driveway. We probably were at you know the the main hangar or something like that. It's the restaurant in Decatur. Drove home, sitting in the driveway. I'm getting ready to get out of the car, and she says, we need to take a break. And I'm like, oh, okay, a break, you know, whatever. You know, that sounds fine. You know, break sounds like it's not going to be forever. And uh, so I said, well, how long were you thinking? She said, forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so this is not this kind of break, you know. It's not a breakup. Yeah, this is not a breakup. You know, we're not, you know, going to put up Alvin and the Chipmunks. You know, breaking up is hard to do. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just. It's it's the right thing to do right now, and and uh, we'll miss all of you, and uh, hopefully we'll have no excuses once we get back on the air that uh, we'll have plenty of topics, and um, and who knows? I mean, by the time we're back on, you know, uh, we could be assigned to different sides of the diocese, and then you know, we'll have to figure out a different way to podcast. We'll have but. to figure it out. But Nathan is not breaking up with you forever. That's right. We'll Just need to it. take a break. We'll see you in the summer. They say they're breaking up. Is... Actually, um, I was going to sing uh, Let Us Build the City of God. Oh, yeah, I was that? thinking about that. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Keep the emails coming. Like, like us, us on, on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, Deacon Joe and myself, and Deacon Jason and Deacon Warley Castro from Redemptorist Mater Missionary Seminary will be ordained May 17th. So if any of you were thinking about doing five months worth of penance, uh, before our ordination, desperately needed. Eating, you know, bags of lima beans that you hate. Um, you are welcome to do that. We will welcome any and all contributions, and uh, please know of our prayers. That's it. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com.